It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights drop this one 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, uh, very good, very structured in their game. The Golden Knights just chased the game once again. Very similar from a storyline perspective, from a gameplay perspective, uh, as the game on Tuesday. Let's go back out to Lake Tahoe, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, uh, as we deconstruct this one. Dan, it, it was just really about the Golden Knights chasing the game, the Colorado Avalanche getting those goals just to keep everything out of reach for Vegas. I'm going to give you an example, Ryan, and it might be, you know, I've told this story a few times in the last week or so, and it's come to mind again. In 2012, 2012, it was the lockout year, so there was no NHL going on, and I was doing games in uh, in the American Hockey League. Corey Conacher had just won the AHL MVP and Rookie of the Year and the Calder Cup. That was the year before, 2011-12. Following year, he wasn't playing particularly well. Steve Thomas, the great longtime NHL player, was coaching at that point, and Corey Conacher in practice. You're Corey Conacher. In other words, Corey wasn't being aggressive enough. He wasn't taking his abilities and putting them on display and forcing the other team to react. Instead, Corey Conacher was reacting to whatever the other team was doing. And Steve Thomas was trying to remind Corey Conacher, you've had all this success. You know, they should be scared of you. You shouldn't be reacting to them. And I feel that a little bit right now with the Golden Knights. It's like they're trying to make something happen by reacting to what the other team is doing rather than playing their best and taking their game to the opponent. Now, the other side of the coin is Colorado is darn good. And the players they got back in the lineup, notably Kel McCarr, Sam Gerrard, and then, of course, up front, uh, we talked about Gabriel Lannis got quite a bit, too. Uh, Tyson Jost back in, Matt Calvert back in. You know, that's five players back in the lineup today. But notably those defensemen. It just changes the complexion of that group when you've got those two important and productive players back there. So very impressed by Colorado, but I also don't think that the Golden Knights are taking their game to the opponent as much as they should. I think that they're reacting a little bit, too. And, boy, it's hard to not watch the Avalanche and be impressed. But I think the Golden Knights are doing a little bit too much of that rather than uh, taking their game to the opponent. And it's even just beyond just their game, just those moments where you can take control of a game. Think about that five-on-three for the Golden Knights, a minute and 22 right. seconds, and it was very passive, just up up around the umbrella. No one really seemed to take the initiative and make a play. That's Those are yeah. moments where you've got to find something. Right. If, you know, forget the teams, forget the the, the details. If If somebody says, your team is about to go up, five on three you are excited you've got the advantage you've got the momentum you're expecting something good to happen if you're shorthanded five on three you're typically fearful oh no what are we going to do this is going to be bad only the teams who are killing penalties at the very highest of percentages are emboldened by that scenario right you got to be a good penalty killing team to be emboldened by that situation but you're right it just seems like the golden knights rather than allowing Colorado to fear that scenario, they just allowed Colorado to do their thing. Uh, it just did not seem to be aggressive enough. It was 
looking for something to happen, waiting for something to happen rather than creating something. I, th- I think you said it quite well. When you look at this this upcoming game on Monday and we look at the Golden Knights and the struggle really to, to score goals, to find offense, what do you expect, what are you looking to change if you're Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff? Good question. Um, you know, we didn't expect that there would be any changes to the lineup today, and that's the first thing that comes to mind. Of course, Vegas is still without Tomas Nosek. Congratulations to the Nosiks. Had a baby boy earlier today. Of course, Tomas uh, has been unavailable because he's been on the COVID protocol list, so uh, not with the team. Um, you know, Keegan Colasar has been on the third line. Now, Alex Tuck scores a great individual goal today. Uh, Keegan Colasar, it just seems, you know, Cody Glass hasn't done much of anything recently. Uh, Colasar does uh, bring some energy and some physical play, but, you know, that's not generating offense. And the fourth line, um, you know, hasn't really generated much of anything. And we talked about this a few games ago. Top two lines started the season really well, producing a lot. Mm-hmm. But there was very little coming from the bottom six. Now, Alex Tuck has put up points, but outside of that, you're not really looking at consistent production. So I, I wonder if there is some adjustment to be made there. Uh, the blue line, you know, the, the Martinez, Petrangelo, Holden, and Theodore, Hagen, White Cloud, do you tweak that? Do you try to shuffle the pairs? I'm not sure. It, it seemed to me that Martinez and Petrangelo together was very good. Theodore is great with whoever he plays with, and Hagen and White Cloud have that chemistry. So uh, I'm not sure that there's an adjustment to be made there, but uh, we'll see. I mean, there's only one day before you got to play the Avalanche again on Monday, and obviously it's not a, a regular day. They're traveling tomorrow. So, Dan, try to wrap up, try to surmise this day for you as a broadcaster. Long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, me- I mentioned uh, earlier in the broadcast that it was in 2010 the American Hockey League had its first outdoor game, Syracuse Crunch Binghamton Centers. I was not, believe it or not, that was one of the few years in the last 20 that I was not in Syracuse. Uh, I was no longer in school, and I had not yet come back to broadcast the games. I was on a bus from Johnstown, Pennsylvania, back to Trenton, New Jersey, where I was working. And I remember watching that outdoor game at the New York State Fairgrounds. And uh, unfortunately that night, the Trenton Devils team bus got into a crash. And you know how they uh, say life flashes before your eyes? Well, I watched a a team bus swerving across western Pennsylvania highways with the bus driver passed out at the wheel. Uh, Everybody was fine, don't worry, but it happened to be my birthday. And I thought my life was going to end on my birthday that night in western Pennsylvania. So uh, that's what I remember. (laughs) That was the craziest (laughs) February 20th I can recall. Uh, This this one is up there for a lot of good reasons. Uh, It is strange to have uh, such a delay, eight-hour pause between one period and the next. I could go on and on with other stories about uh, delays uh, from different sports broadcasting over the years. But uh, (laughs) this is uh, something uh, I would love to be part of again. Uh, I'd never done one of the quote-unquote outdoor games. I think I told you, Ryan, that when uh, the Syracuse Crunch played in the Carrier Dome, Jonathan Marcheseau played in that game in 2014. It was uh, technically indoors, 
but there's no ice rink in the Carry Dome. It's a football, basketball, lacrosse venue, so they had to build a rink like they would outdoors. It just happened to be a roof, but they had 30,715 people there in November of 2014, and uh, it was like an outdoor game, um, <laughs> but this, to actually be outdoors, you know, you're, you're handling all of the elements. Um, so... How to sum it up? I'll, I'll give you this, Ryan. You know, Mark Twain, and I put this on Twitter uh, yesterday, I guess. Three months of camp life on Lake Tahoe would restore an Egyptian mummy to his pristine vigor. That was Mark Twain upon visiting Lake Tahoe for the first time 150 years ago, 1871. That was a book that he published called Roughing It. I feel like Gary Lawless and I were roughing it a little bit tonight. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, I, I believe there's a, there's a happy birthday in order for you. That's right. I managed to keep Gary away from that, but uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Dan, as, as always, fantastic job today. It's a long one. Get some rest, and we'll talk to you on Monday. I'm going to warm up and then get some rest. Thank you, Ryan. All right, that is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. A lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche. Tough game for the Golden Knights. They just never really seem to get into this one. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Way back when, about it 12 hours ago, the Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, dropped the puck. And back in the lineup for the Colorado Avalanche, Sam Girard would open the scoring off a great pass from Nathan McKinnon. Along the near boards, Colorado works it back toward neutralize. Ranton it working with McKinnon. Left wing. McKinnon breaks left circle to the right wing side. Girard shoots. He scores. Sam Girard from the top of the right wing circle. Colorado strikes first. one nothing. Avalanche just three minutes into the first period. That's Sam Girard from Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ranton and at 2.58 of the first period to make it one to nothing. Colorado. We head to the second period, which was about eight hours and a six-minute delay uh, between the first period and the second period. As we all know, there was sun. It, 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 didn't, it really didn't uh, mesh well with the ice, and the, the NHL had to delay this game, postpone it until 9 p.m. tonight where we pick up in the second period, and exactly nine hours after the opening goal of the game, Alec Martinez would draw the Golden Knights even, scoring on a rebound. Low to high pass, Petrangelo. Wrist shot, knocked down, loose puck, they score! Alec Martinez followed up with a rebound. The game is tied 1-1. One one. Alec Martinez, the big game performer, scores his first goal of the season. That's Martinez from Marcheseau and Petrangelo at 7.37 of the second period to make it 1-1. One one. After coincidental minors, Nathan McKinnon would take over 4-on-4 four four hockey and score a highlight reel goal. Colorado begins to change here. In goes McKinnon. Right wing shot off the post and in. Nathan McKinnon all alone up the right side. 2-1 to one Colorado with 8.42 to go in the second period. 
That's McKinnon from Devon Taves at 11:18 of the second period to make it two to one Colorado. That score would stand toward the end of the period, and the Golden Knights would once again be faced with coming back in the third period. However, the Avalanche, in full control of the game, would add to the lead on a rocket of a shot from Devon Taves. Here's McKinnon trying to find a spot. Point shot. Score! Ranton in, tips it in front. Taves let a rip from the left point, and that deflected puck goes in. Colorado 3-1. to one. That's Taves from McKinnon and Rantanen at 13-11 in the third period to make it 3-1 to one avalanche. Down two goals, Alex Tuck would quickly answer back to keep the Golden Knights in it. Pressure from Tuck spinning in front, and it is in! Alex Tuck has scored! Vegas back within a goal. 5.35 to go in the third. It's Alex Tuck from Zach Whitecloud at 14.25 of the third period to make it 3-2 to two Colorado. And then Marc-Andre Fleury on a breakaway would make our AAA insurance save of the game. And it's cleared back out. Breakaway for Kadri up the left side. Slap shot. Save Fleury right against the starburst insignia. He's got the whistle. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair, discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. The Golden Knights would pull Marc-Andre Fleury. They would press in the final moments of the game, but all that was left was the final call. It's a stalemate. Stone pulls it out to the top. Petrangelo shoots, knocked around in front, cleared out. Will this be icing? The linesman waves it off. That will do it. The NHL outdoors belongs to Colorado at Lake Tahoe. Final score, Avalanche 3, Golden Knights 2. And there you have it. The Golden Knights lose to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System. The official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights didn't seem like there was anybody that was too worse for wear in this game. It looked like everybody had really a blast early on in the in the day, and, and especially here at night playing on Lake Tahoe. We're back with more here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. Golden Knights drop this one at Lake Tahoe, 3-2 to two to the Colorado Avalanche. And it wasn't that the Golden Knights didn't have opportunities to, to kind of take this game. No. They didn't really generate a ton of offense. They didn't generate a ton of looks. They they really didn't play much in the Colorado Avalanche zone. It, it was really Colorado that was pushing the pace and, and trying to make plays to win a hockey game. And I, I think that there's a lot to be said about getting players like Kale McCarr back into the lineup, Sam Girard back into the lineup, Gabe Landeskog back into the lineup. Like those guys make a difference night in and night out, specifically McCarr and Gerard, because they're they're so adept at moving the puck out of their zone and getting the puck into into the possession of Nathan McKinnon. Like it's no surprise that the Colorado Avalanche today were led 
by Nathan McKinnon. Three points, a goal, two assists. I mean, the guy does everything for Colorado, and it's a lot easier for Nathan McKinnon to do his job when Kale McCarr, Sam Girard, those guys are back to retrieve pucks and put McKinnon in the right place at the right time with the perfect amount of speed. And, you know, we're I'm talking about McCarr. Didn't didn't register a point. I'm talking about Gerard. He had the goal, but I mean Devon Taves, second and third period, he was fantastic. And and again, like that just shows you how deep with dynamic talent the Colorado Avalanche are. Now here's the issue though. When the Golden Knights have a five on three for a minute and twenty two, and they don't really generate much, that's a potential turning point in the game. And that's a situation that the Golden Knights need to take advantage of. Let's go to Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. And gets. Hi, Ben. Hi, Pete. I can't imagine you've experienced too many games like that. So can you just sum up what this whole experience was like for you? Uh, it was a strange day. Um, I mean, obviously the excitement of, of the game this morning, uh, I think the disappointment uh, with our first period as a team, I didn't like uh, how we played, um, you know, and then I, I thought we uh, reset and came out and, and played two pretty hard periods here uh, uh, tonight. You know, unfortunately, we were chasing the game, uh, you know, right from the drop of the puck this morning. Our next question comes from Greg Wyshynski. Hey, Greg. Hey, Pete. Um, I know the NHL was talking about a number of different scenarios, including potentially finishing the game tomorrow morning. Did you have any input on that? Did you have any preference on that? No. I, I mean, we, we were prepared to play whenever they told us to play. I, I mean, obviously, preferred to play tonight. Uh you know, and not early tomorrow morning, but, um, you know, we would have played whenever, whenever they told us there was no, you know, it, it wasn't like we were given a choice and, you know, we just, we just wanted to, uh, to get the game done. So I'm glad, it, glad, glad it got done today. That's a, the right thing. The game was played, you know, today and, uh, and it was the right thing. Thanks, Greg. The next question comes from Justin Emerson. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete, can you just take us back to pregame this afternoon or morning, I guess, just with the flyover and the anthem and all the pomp and circumstance that went into it? I, I guess just how, how cool was the experience? Yeah, really cool. Um, you know, it's one of those those moments, uh, you know, one of those games uh, that y you'll remember because of the setting and the situation. Like I said, I, I think the disappointment for our group was – was just how we executed in the first period. Uh, you know, I think we felt we could have been a lot better. I thought Flower gave us a chance to hang around and only be down one nothing. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I thought we we came out uh, and reset tonight and and played played better, but uh, still just could never catch up or chase in the game. Our next question comes from Vince Sapienza. Hey, Vince. Hey, Pete, uh, just talking about resetting, you know, you get these guys in a couple of days. How, how difficult or how easy is it now for this group 
to reset uh, for, you know, what is a quote-unquote normal game come Monday? Yeah. Well, we have a chance to split, you know, the four games if with a win on, uh, on Monday. So that's the goal. Um, you know, game two, losing the way we did in the last uh, minute of the game uh, was tough. Uh, I thought today, uh, you know, we, we put in 40 minutes of work, but you're not going to beat a really good team like this uh, without 60 minutes of work. So we have an opportunity to, to do that on Monday night. Take a few more questions for Coach DeBoer. Next up is David Shane. Hey, David. Hi, Pete. On the five on three in the third period, and then, you know, maybe a little bit late, did you feel like you guys needed to be a little more aggressive uh, in those points? Yeah, I mean, that's an opportunity for us to, to, uh, to jump back into the game. You know, you have to seize those opportunities. When, you, when you're playing a team like Colorado, uh, you only get uh, so many of those type type of situations, and you, you've got to make hay. So, you know, disappointed with uh, with our looks in that and our execution. I think we've got to be a lot better. Um, and if you're going to beat beat a team like this, you you've got to execute in those moments. Our next question comes from Jesse Granger. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Pete, um, you've obviously never had an eight-hour intermission. I'm just curious how you and the coaching staff handled it, maybe what you did. Um, and then when you're coming back, the players mentioned they, they used it as kind of like a morning skate type of scenario. Do you prepare going into those second periods as if it was an intermission or if it's a whole new game? No, we, we prepared like it was a whole new game. We actually uh, reviewed the first period, uh, took a lot of the things we didn't do well. And, and uh, when the players came back, uh, talked about them and talked about the things we wanted to fix, uh, you know, like we would uh, uh, a, a game review from the night before going into the next game. And uh, like I said, I, I thought uh, I thought we did that. I, I liked our, our second and third period for the most part. And our last question comes from Alan Snell. Hi, Alan. Hi, Coach. Um, this obviously was a marquee national game from the National Hockey League. I was wondering your thoughts on how it went overall for the entire day and how the, the game was presented to a national audience trying to sell the game of hockey. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think spectacular setting, spectacular venue, uh, two real good teams that were excited to play. I think everyone's disappointed we didn't get to – to play 60 minutes this morning. Um, but, you know, we found a way to get the game done. So uh, I think uh, obviously uh, not perfect, uh, but a lot of positives from, from what went on here. Thank and you. I apologize. Can we do one more, Coach? Nope. Thank you for your time. Yeah. We're going to take one more from David Shane on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Golden Knights drop this game, 3-2 to two, to the Colorado Avalanche. Two in a row 
to the Colorado Avalanche by a score of three to two in regulation. Golden Knights ten four and one on the year. Next game for the Golden Knights will be Monday, 6 p.m., against the Colorado Avalanche. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. Uh, Tough one for Vegas, right? Like, you have all this buildup for the game. Puck drops, ice conditions degrade. You got to delay the game, and then the Golden Knights come back, and, I mean, they, they were okay in the 40 minutes tonight, but... You know, okay isn't going to beat the Colorado Avalanche. The Golden Knights are going to have to learn or find a way to really impose their will, their game plan on a team the caliber of the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm I'm expecting a better effort top to bottom 60 minutes out of the Golden Knights on Monday when these two teams conclude their four-game set. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Next broadcast will be Monday. Puck drops at 6 p.m. with Dan and Gary, 5 p.m. on the pregame show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. This was a marathon. Thanks to Bobby back in the studio for making it all happen. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.